Welcome to the Crimson Circle Show. You might be listening in through the Crimson Circle website, watching or listening. You could be listening in from the Awakening Zone or Blog Talk Radio. Or you could be here live at the Crimson Circle Studio in Louisville, Colorado. I'd like to say welcome to our live audience as well as those of you all over the planet here for the Crimson Circle Show, ready for Jeffrey Hoppe to channel Adamus Saint-Germain, assuming he's going to show up. So, <laughs> welcome, everyone. Welcome. Thank you, thank you. There is something kind of funny in the air today, and I think that that slow response was indicative, but I still appreciate that you can do what it takes. So, we're all good, we're all ready, and are, we are really ready, right? Okay. Well, so in an appropriate way to ground the energy, to get very clear, I'd like to invite each of us to just take a couple of minutes, and just focus on our conscious breath. This is your breath, the individual breath, this deep focused breath that comes through you. This is a breath that only you, only you can take for you. The breath of life, a breath of clarity, so breathe with all that you are, breathing, flowing, and allowing. Stay with the breath. And as we breathe, it's a now moment, a now clarity with each breath. The breath equally can be felt by our soul. So as we breathe, it's the breath of body, mind, and soul. So breathe with all that you are, inviting Adamus in close. If we choose, breathe. Breathe and receive. Breathe and open to the potentials and experiences of this now moment. So there's a music place. Just stay with your breath. Just stay with your breath, each of us, breathing, allowing, and receiving.
am that I am. Delighted at some decent music and <laughs> to be here with each and every one of you. I am Adamus of Sovereign Domain. Let's take a good deep breath, and before we do anything else on this gathering, let's turn down the audience lights and just feel the energies. Just feel the energies in the room with yourself. The beauty of this gathering, energies for each and every one of you listening online. Just take a moment. Take a good deep breath and feel into all of the layers of the energy, everything going on in the room. Now, a couple of important things as we get going with this gathering. First of all, the next 90 minutes are going to be a bit of a distraction, entertainment, maybe some words that inspire. But more than anything, this gathering, for each and every one of you, is that time you take for yourself. That time where you just take a deep breath, relax into your enlightenment. Ah, so difficult out there in the everyday world, so much noise and chaos so much going through your mind. So you come here, and the real reason for this gathering is not to hear anything profound. For today, you're not going to hear anything new whatsoever. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I know there's a lot of you new addicts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you come here saying, what's new? What's the latest? What's next? No, there's nothing new. It's all been said before if not by me or Tobias, by someone. There's nothing new because you're already there. You're already there, just experiencing what it was like to get there. I get such a kick out of those who are addicted to new. I want to say to them at times, first of all, why do you need new if you haven't even integrated or understand the old? Ah, but they measure. Uh, they measure this uh, spiritual content, what they hear from spiritual teachers, based on, is it new? No, none of it is. None of it is at all. The amazing thing is it's all right there. I can look at you and not see the limited human, but the human who is already enlightened, the human who is no longer seeking or searching the human who doesn't need something new each day to keep them on the spiritual path. But I see the human that's already there. Perhaps, just perhaps for the next 90 minutes, in this safe space, in this beautiful energy, you'll be able to realize that for yourself. You'll be able to feel that for yourself. Speaking of feelings, the room filled with feelings. 
It's not just nice, sweet feelings as uh, some of you might like to have. There's a lot of chaos in here. Of course, it's Mercury retrograde. Huh. Not that it makes a difference, it's just a good excuse for chaos, additional chaos. Yes, although it does have some influence. It is Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Mmm. You mix that with Mercury retrograde, you've got a very potent cocktail. What's the feeling in the room? There is a lot of confusion. There's a lot of sadness. There's a lot of WTF. <laughs> a lot of it going on in the room. What is this all about? When am I ever going to make sense of it? When is this journey going to end? There's a lot of happiness. There's a lot of joy in the room. Just joy being here together with this amazing group. I'm over here, not up there. <laughs> Humans with their televisions, yes, yeah. Over here. <laughs> There's a lot of joy and happiness in the room. There's a lot of hope in the room. Ah, lot of this charisma. Ah, cha-cha, lot of charisma. You know, the funny thing is about your charisma, it's there. I just wished you'd let it out. I, you do sometimes, but so often it's suppressed. It's that, hello, Edith. Um, I missed you so much. Ditto. Yes, ditto. Good. Tremendous amount of charisma. See how charisma works? Just like that. Tremendous amount of charisma in the, in the room. My point is, up here, not there. That's not me. That is not me. <laughs> Jean, no more on that screen. No, no, no. Sorry. You move your chairs in a bit closer. Come over here. Sit over there. But no, 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 no. Do you realize how disconcerting that is to be here with each and every one of you? And even the ones who I'm standing right in front of are watching me up there. I guess that's indicative of the nature of non-reality. The reality is stand, standing right here. The reality is right in front of you, the reality of you. What do you do? You watch the TV screen. Mesmerized. Thank you. Please, do feel free to move in closer so you catch the entire show, and so you're not watching that damn screen. Okay. Ah, see how that brought the energy a little better together? Uh, let's go back to the screen for a moment, just as a test. Okay. So you can't help yourselves. You look over there. You look. Now stop that screen. Okay, good. Much better. It's not easy being an Ascended Master. <laughs> so, my dear friends, right here, feeling in the room. Master lesson here. There is not a singular feeling in the room. Get over it. You, you try to have singular feelings. You try to force your feeling into, I want to think peace and happy and joy. Oh, no, there's, there's that, but there's a lot of crap. There's a lot of stuff. The Master understands that it's all happening at one time, many layers and levels, is not trying to filter out the garbage. And there's, there's garbage in here, not just yours, but 
coming from this planet, coming from other places, coming from all over. A lot of garbage. Master doesn't run from it. The Master doesn't distract into non-reality from it. The Master understands it's all of these things that are occurring. That is such a release and a relief when you come to realize we don't have to just fill this room with fairy dust. It can be fairy dust. It can be barnyard wastes. It can be <laughs> lack. And it can be nothing. It can be everything. And it's all there. And none of it's there. That's the beauty of being a master. You're no longer limited to one or two feelings or thoughts. Part of the problem that you have, and the reason why you tend to run from your own thoughts, is because when the thoughts are unnaturally linear and, and you get focused on just one or two thoughts, such as, I'm unhappy today, uh, and you try to run from that, you try to change it mentally, which does not work. You know that by now. It does not work. What's really happening is you're blocking out all the other things that are going on. In this room there are many things. In this room is your realized self, but you don't realize it because the thoughts uh, and the, the feelings have been very narrow. In this room is the you that is just starting out into this grand journey on Earth in physical embodiment. I mean, as in millions of years ago. It's here. In this room is your grand charisma and also your dull, boring self. It's all – sorry it's, – it's all – here. We've got one laugh up here. <laughs> it's all here. And the true Master is never stuck in any one particular feeling, thought, emotion, or experience. It's happening all the time. The true Master can experience it all. Here's a bit of an analogy. The typical human, the typical human is, is like a, a grand forest with millions and maybe billions of trees beautiful trees of all sizes and shapes and ages, a beautiful forest. But what happens is the human will concentrate on one tree, and it will work the hell out of that tree. <laughs> it will try to make that tree bigger and stronger and beautiful. It will focus on the health of that one tree. It will become all about the one tree. It's the brilliance of the human journey, the ability to really be in such limited consciousness. The fact is that there are many trees, and not only trees, but birds and flowers on the grass and water and a sky and everything else. It's all there. It's all there. That's why I say you're not going to hear anything new today. You've heard it before, but you didn't necessarily want to believe it. It's all there. And one of the things we're going to do, the question that comes to mind, in your mind right now, is then how do I get there? Ah, we'll discuss that today, and then we'll see if you really want to do it, if you're really ready for it. Okay, let's take a good deep breath with that. The Master feels multiple things and doesn't try to filter them out. That's one of the things the 
unconscious try to do. They're always trying to filter things out and trying to stay in a certain focus. Not at all. It's all there, everything, and that's the beauty. Then you go hopping around from one feeling, one sensory perception to the other, not afraid that you're going to get stuck in it, not afraid that you're going to miss something. You hop around from one to the other, the good, the bad, all of it, because it doesn't stick on you anymore. Okay, So let yourself feel the bad, the sad, as well as the joy and the good and everything in between. Being in this masterly state, ah, oh, stop. Some of you are thinking too much right now. Oof. Well, that's okay. <laughs> the masterly state is so free because you can experience it all, and not just in a linear fashion, not just one thing at a time. Imagine for a moment being able to experience all this simultaneously. Ah, that's the amazing thing. A bit hard for the mind to imagine, but it's simultaneously. You're just experiencing it all at once. It's amazing. So the question is today, what mood am I in? What mood am I in? Well, I told Calder earlier, it kind of depends on you. What mood am I in? Well, I'm a little pissed off. <laughs> uh, and, and you say, well, can Ascended Master be in a mood, can be pissed off? Absolutely, because I'm not stuck in it. I, I'm not really affected by it. I'm just experiencing it. I like experiencing being a little pissed off once in a while. It's kind of fun. Imagine, imagine letting yourself experience anger. How long has it been since you really had a good anger? <gasps> but you say, oh, New Age people can't do that. Well, <laughs> yeah, you can. It's amazing. The funny thing is you let yourself experience anger as a master, and you're not, you're not um, stuck in it. You're just experiencing and having a good time, letting that anger go. What if I hurt someone else? Well, they probably deserve it, and <laughs> I'm half serious. <laughs> yeah, it's their bad karma to be in your path on that day. <laughs> They're looking for it. But the likelihood is you're not going to really take it out on them. Well, psychically you will, which is actually probably worse than literal. You're probably better off doing it literal. You know, sometimes when you send all that psychic energy of anger out to somebody, to their face you're real nice to them, but then you're like, that's that has more impact than just being nasty to them right in their face. But anyway, it's okay to be angry. It's, o it's okay to be a little pissed off. An Ascended Master can do that. Yeah, we can have our days, because at the same moment, then I'm a little pissed off. I'll explain in a moment. I'm really proud of you guys. Uh, yeah, a few. Where's the big applause there? <laughs> At the same time, I don't care. Doesn't matter. At the same time, I am in a race with some of the other ascended masters. Uh, it's true. It is very true. Oh, I'll tell you in a moment, but. The amazing thing is it's not singular. It's not like I'm just this bored Ascended Master. Uh, when we've talked before about enlightenment, some of you come from a mental perception, oh, it sounds so boring, nothing to do. Oh, no, everything to do, pissed off and happy all at the same time. 
doesn't matter, and competing with other ascended masters all at the same time. It is beautiful. It is amazing. It is rich to be able to do all those things. Why am I pissed off? Because you want me to be? Nobody's buying it. <laughs> no, really. Really. Okay. I'll, I'll share, even though you asked me not to. Remember recently when you said, in one way or the other, Adamus, I need a good kick in the ass. Adamus, I'm really tired of myself, as I am too, and I really <laughs> want some changes. I'm tired of just repeating these same things over and over. Remember that? You said it in one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. So I'm here in response to that. I'm here to provoke you, aggravate you, get you a little pissed off, get you out of your mind for a little bit. Why? Well, because again, as I say, for our 90 sacred minutes together, it's nothing about what's happening up here or there. Can you still see okay? Good. We're not missing anything. By For the next 90 minutes, it's about just letting down the guards and letting that natural enlightenment come in. It is. That's why I say you're not going to really hear anything new or important or maybe not even funny the way we're going today. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, pissed off in a bit. Pissed off because you have all the tools. It's all been said, and if not by me, by someone. You got everything, but you keep showing up thinking that you're going to hear something new. You're not. It's done. That's it. So I'm a little pissed off that I've taken a lot of time. <laughs> I've poured, poured my heart into <laughs> I poured my heart into, into you guys. <laughs> I've told you secrets of the secrets. I've been all around the world with you. And what do you do? You come here, you eat, you watch television, and you say, "What's new? What's he got? What's he got new this month?" And sure enough, there's always somebody in your uh, social media, which uh, thank God we don't have that in the ascended. Yes, one laughter when the ascended laugh. I love her. Somebody invariably gets on your social media and says, Adamus didn't have anything new to say today. I've, I've heard it all before. It's like, well, how come you're such a putz then? It's like, how come your life is so miserable if you heard it before? I mean, in other words, you have. Isn't she cute? <laughs> In other words, love the hat. Yeah. In other words, <laughs> where were we? <laughs> pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One pissed off ascended master. Somebody gets on the internet and, and evaluates, like they have a damn right to evaluate me, of all people, of all ascended masters. Yeah, it was the same stuff today. Yeah, look at it from my view. It's the same stuff today. We get together, and it's the same stuff. So I'm a little pissed off, just a little bit, but having a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> look, I'm pissed off, but yet I get to write books. I have a new one coming up pretty soon. I'm competing with Caldra, actually. He's supposed to be writing a book called Act of Consciousness. It's over one year late at the publisher. Huh. 
In the meantime, I'm writing a book at lightning speed called Memoirs of a Master. I'm going to have mine done by the end of this year. Caldra, Linda, where's yours? The end of October. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to have this fun. I get to kind of come back. I, I don't have to go through the whole birth cycle. I just take over Caldra or sometimes come into some of you and write books and travel around the world and tell bad jokes and distract you for a little bit. Just distract you so you can take a deep breath and let the real you, the realized you, come in. That's the real you, the realized you. Mood? So I'm happy. I'm joyful. I'm happy and joyful because there are a little over 9,600 ascended masters in the other realms. Not so many. Not so many. When you consider all the billions of incarnations that have ever taken place on this planet, when you consider all the entities in all the other realms, there's only 9,600. It's actually a very small and very elite group of beings. <laughs> now, this is a fact. It's an Adamus fact, but it is a fact. <laughs> of the 9,600 plus, I have taught or guided or been the master for 852 of these. Wow. I've impressed myself. <laughs> that, that is a wow, kind of. It's actually earned me um, my own seat at the Ascended Masters Club with my name in gold, of course, at the Ascended Masters Club. And when I come into the room, uh, the, everything stops. It gets very quiet. <laughs> and there's a big wow. Wow. And I look over at Buddha. <laughs> and now Buddha didn't used to have a sense of humor, but now he does. And this, this is a fact. I'm, I'm not just making this up. But Buddha, he's done a good job. He's done a good job. But I, I had my problems with uh, 100,000 years in a crystal, and I'm going to do well next week. Actually, I'm going to be blowing up a few crystals. And <laughs> I got out of my crystal, and it wasn't a big deal. Buddha is locked in a statue, a little fat guy sitting there on millions and millions and millions of altars and bookshelves all around the world. And how many ascended, enlightened beings has Buddha got to his side? Not so many. Why? Because they're all worshiping Buddha and statues. I won't allow that. That's why you don't see a little um, figure of uh, Saint Germain. <laughs> Although now that I think of it, it's not so bad. <laughs> a little guy trapped in a crystal. <laughs> Press the button and he breaks out. Uh, <laughs> Truly, I, I, won't, I, I won't allow that. I'll, I'll annoy you before I ever let you worship me. I will throw you out of here before that ever happens. And Buddha never intended it to happen, but it just kind of did. 
So he has, he has well, about a hundred enlightened beings to his credit that he taught. But they're stuck. They're stuck in Buddhaville, if you know what I mean. It's somewhere between awakening and mastery. And they're stuck in that. Not much he can do about it. Notice nobody really channels Buddha. Ever wonder why? Ever? Yeah. You never hear of the Buddha channeler. No, no. Well, think about it. Feel into it. I'll give you the answer later. Then there is Kuan Yin, beautiful, gorgeous lady. Been out on a few dates together into <laughs> oh, we really, we we did. <laughs> Back when we were in human form. But Kuan Yin is here to teach compassion for those who need to hear about it, and there are many who do. Uh, compassion for themselves, compassion for others, uh, allowing them to really accept things as they are. That's the true definition of compassion. It's not about feeling bad for someone. That's really screwed. Uh, because you're conveying a psychic energy, oh, I feel bad for the poor beggar on the street. That's not compassion. Uh, that's your own set of limitations being inflicted or projected on them. So she taught a lot about compassion. But generally, these beings that are in, in this uh, consciousness really not ready for enlightenment. Uh, they're on their way, but they're not ready. So there's not a lot who uh, she has taught who are now ascended beings. Then there's Jesus. Whew. <laughs> not going to get too far with that one. He doesn't tend to elicit a lot who are really interested in enlightenment. They're interested in suffering. They're interested in having uh, someone die for their sins. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but that's the consciousness that they're in. Now, there's Jesus, uh, the, the one that is worshipped, the one that's put up on the cross, the, the one who um, is going to save everyone. But then there's Yeshua. There's Yeshua. That's the true being that lived some 2,000 years ago. It was a, what you would call the collective consciousness. It was the combination of a lot of beings putting their energy into what you could say a standard, a Yeshua who was truly a master, Yeshua who got angry, Yeshua who had sex, Yeshua who challenged why he was here, therefore, in a way, you challenging why you were here. Yeshua that came to plant uh, the Christ seed consciousness, which means the crystal or Christos consciousness on this planet. There's not too many that actually remember Yeshua, but for most of you, he was your teacher also, as, as he was mine. He was your teacher. So you could say that there's quite a few on in the Ascended Masters Club that had the true Yeshua as their guide, as their teacher, as their master. For many of you, it's been both. Yeshua, several thousand years ago. Me, now. Am I comparing myself to Yeshua? Sure. <laughs> Why not? Oh, is it some sacred territory? Because, in fact, you and me are and were Yeshua. 
We were that Christ seed consciousness that came to this planet. Now you're coming back to realize the very Christ consciousness that you implanted. You're coming back to realize what you have always been, what, what you have always, always been. It's nothing new. It's who you truly are. So, my dear friends, I do have to my credit 852 who have been my students, who I have taught in the past. Now I'm teaching a very large group. Uh, you could say that actually prior to coming to Chambro, I, I taught, worked with, um, guided, whatever you want to call it, approximately uh, 52,000 beings uh, in the mystery schools in the past. That's actually not a lot. It's not a lot. Um, of those, 852 whew, up in the Ascended Masters realms. Ascended Master just means you can do anything you want, whenever you want, however you want. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, baby. But that's not new. You already knew that. <laughs> so, my dear friends, now I'm working with a relatively large group because we can do things like talk over our internet. Uh, we can gather, we can travel around the world in ways we can never do it. So that 852, where does it go? How soon does it go? Ah, this is the talk at the Ascended Masters Club, where I do have my own chair, as I mentioned, uh, with a <laughs> gold name. So the question comes back to you, to each and every one of you. This thing of enlightenment, realization, there's nothing new. It's about realization. It's about allowing, not about trying to figure something out anymore. You're going to get in trouble doing that. It's allowing yourself to experience and to feel all of it, not just that one tree in the forest anymore, but everything that you are. I know that you have a heartfelt desire to do that, but I also know you have an intense fear. I know that you have intense concerns about that. I'm not here to actually guide you to enlightenment. There's really nothing that I can actually teach you, not at all. Ultimately, the enlightenment is about you allowing yourself to realize it. It doesn't come from here. You can't get there from here and saying, I'm going to realize, I'm going to realize, I'm going to realize. It doesn't work. The realization comes with allowing, comes with relaxing. Ah, yes, I <coughs> heard from Caldra earlier this week. See, I've been using this phrase, relax into your enlightenment. Stop taking it so seriously. Stop working at it. Relax into it. Relax. Ah, just feel that word. Ah, relax. I, I don't have to work at it. Ah, don't have to think about it. I just relax into it. So much so that this word was actually used by Derek Caldra's favorite NFL quarterback, who, having a relatively bad season so far, 
felt into the projections that I was sending. I said, Relax, Aaron Rodgers, relax, <laughs> relax. And then he told the whole world and the fans, and the last few games have been stellar. So relax, relax into your enlightenment. So now it's time for a little discussion. Linda, with the microphone, if you would, please. I'm going to ask a question, uh, a question that would seem obvious, but it's really not. And I'm going to ask for <laughs> uh, we're going to have a machio meter here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to have a human living machio meter. Uh, Mofo, would you um, come up here to be a <laughs> machio meter? Yeah. Please welcome Mofo, the human machio meter. Yes, yes. Now, because I, I truly love and honor each and every one of you, it is not up to me to judge whether your statements or replies to my questions are machio. He'll take the blame. <laughs> and uh, the, the, if there is a level of machio, how will you indicate it to us? Oh, okay. That's severe machio. Okay. What a mild machio. What does that look like? Okay. Okay. Good. And how about just Bordering or teetering on Machio. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, okay, excellent. And as you know, this is unrehearsed, totally unexpected in the moment, and that's what makes it so special. So, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Well, let's see that hand. <laughs> okay. Question is take a good deep breath. Question is. Why are you here? Are you here to make your human life a little bit better, or are you here for true transformation and enlightenment? And before you answer that question, Mr. Machiometer, right here, before you answer that question, consider also your thoughts and your actions. Not not, not what you think you would like to believe, but what you are really doing in your life. Question once again, are you here, here at this stage in your life? Are you here at this gathering? Are you here on the planet for a better human life or for true transformation and enlightenment? So we walk on very thin ground here, a very thin ice. And I ask the question for, for a good reason, partly because, well, quite frankly, some of you have wondered whether you want to be here. You really wondered deeply. Some of you have gone so far as to say, oh, just take me at night when I'm sleeping, because that's a weird thing about death. You, you don't mind being taken at night while you're sleeping. You just don't want pain, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, and, and if we didn't have pain, this audience would be about half the size that it is right now. <laughs> you just don't want the pain. It's like, oh God, I don't want to – oh, I don't want to die like that. I don't want to die with the pens on my pants. And the degrading quality of human life, not being able to take care of your – Pens? You mean diapers? Yeah. Not being able to take care of yourself. So you don't want that degradation, you don't want the pain. 
Otherwise, you'd probably have been out of here. Thinking to yourself, oh, I'll give it a try again. I'll just get a fresh restart. I'll come back. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. So the question once again, are you here for a better human life, or are you here for true transformation and enlightenment? Hmm. Linda with the microphone. Mofo, getting ready with the machiometer. We'll let them fully answer, and then I'll come back and ask you for. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, by the way, this is the epitome of grand distraction. So all this other stuff is going on. You're you're so distracted. With, you know, any of you who are going to get the microphone, you're actually allowing a lot of something to come in. Okay. Answer, please. And if you would stand up. The first thing that came up was that in the movement on the path or the journey. Yeah. To Could we just pause for a moment here? Let's get a reading right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's start all over. Simple answer. In a way, I see them as the same thing. Huh. That's what I was getting to. Okay. You see them as the same thing. Okay. That. Excellent. Excellent. No, don't don't look to me for validation, but no. that's a. Yeah, and, and the first thing was just I was just going to explain that a little more. But, sure, sure. But the bottom line is, I see them as the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But could I uh, share something with you? And I like he's the bad guy. I'm not this time. You were. You felt it at first, but then you were going to sidetrack. You do that in your life. You know that you have wonderful feelings, but then you think about it and you process it, and then, then, then all the charisma goes out of it because you didn't stay with what you originally felt. Gotcha. Good. Thank you. And how am I doing on my macchio? Mm. <laughs> I love being an ascended master. Yeah. Good. Okay. More? Uh, oh, oh, more. We haven't even hardly started. Yes, yes. I am really, truly 100,000% ready. For what? For Ascended Master. Oh, okay. Ascended okay. Master. Right, right. To be enlightened. I'm ready. I'm, that's why I'm here. And you'd die for it. No, I don't want to die for it. I want to be here and do it. I mean, I'll die eventually, but I want to be here and do it as a human. But, but let's say that, that it was, you had to die for it, would you? Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Machio? Uh, okay, good, good. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I'd even be in a little bit of pain. I don't okay. have to do it at night. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Next. Let's get some new ones here. Some uh, yeah, newbies, never been here before. Yes, sir. Uh, I, for me, it's, uh, I feel into it as both, really. Okay. Kind of two sides of the same coin. Right, right. So. Well, but which side of the coin comes up first? Oh, uh, up until recently, it's been more in the enlightenment path. But now I'm really ready to have a full human experience yeah. as an enlightened being. Okay. And, and enjoy the abundance and the passion and the, the experience of the diversity of experiences that come along with being human that I couldn't have from the other side. Okay. Machiometer? Yeah. Yeah. I, 
I, I'm not going to agree with him on this. I think you're. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think he paid you off. I, I think that you really actually believe that, but your actions do not prove it. Uh, not that I'm spying on you, but, uh, but, uh, but I'm feeling into it. You say that, and it sounds noble in a way. As a matter of fact, you sound almost like an intellect, like in a past life you were um, philosopher, kind of, hmm. but your actions in your everyday life right now don't show that. So, which way do you see it as going? Um, I'm thinking. I'm not. <laughs> it, it's totally up to you. Uh, maybe today is when it changes, uh, hmm. possibly. And uh, if you don't mind me sharing, yeah. I see a conflict because, on one hand, you have these noble, uh, kind of profound. Uh, you know, it's about enlightenment, but I'm going to enjoy life. Uh, it's like, no, actually, you're you're really caught up in in um, almost survival. Uh, you're caught up in identity. Uh, you're really caught up in kind of uh, who am I and how do I make myself even more um, unique to myself. Mm. You you say you're doing it for other people. I'm I'm just standing up, being unique amongst the masses. You're just trying to do it for yourself, so mm -hmm. yeah, a hard pill to swallow. But uh, hey, I, I think yeah, I can say yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, good, and it's partly why you're here. Uh, oh, okay. But today could make a very, very big change in that. So good, Great. thank you, excellent, and, and I appreciate you allowing to be me to me to be so candid. Thanks. Ah, you say of course, but very few actually really allow it. Next. Like they say, Adamas, tell me how special I am. <laughs> After I talk about how special I am, then we'll talk about you. <laughs> Next. Thank you. Yes. Oh, you act so surprised. You, you, knew, you knew before you even came here today you were going to get the microphone. So go, please stand up. Yes. So what's it about? I believe that it's about enlightenment and yeah. the transformation. Okay. That's it. That's it. Okay. What leads you to believe that? It's, it's a deep feeling, a love within me right. that I can't let go of. Okay. Uh, can we go over to the uh, human machiometer? And machiometer says, yeah, kind of. I, I would agree. I would agree with that. And again, like the gentleman before you, I know you believe that. You, you believe that. Um, but could I be really candid? Say uh, no. Oh. <laughs> run, run. Say no. <laughs> say no. <laughs> you say that, but why is there the tremendous conflict going on within you then? Why? Why do you feel you're being torn apart at times? Sometimes I feel like I have to um, give up my family. Um, and Yeah. Uh, Could I tell you, your family is an excuse. It's mm -hmm. a distraction. It's, you're using them in a way. 
and quite frankly, they're not blocking you. Uh, they're, they're not. You, you believe that you've got this absolute dedication to your enlightenment, and it's been going on for many lifetimes. And you fight for your enlightenment uh, in a way, but you also fight equally for non-enlightenment. Uh, and there's this tremendous conflict going on that you know is starting to affect you physically and, and mentally, but the physical is the one I'm worried about. I'm going to let it go today. I'm going to let all that conflict go. Okay? Okay. Okay. So, first thing is take a deep breath and stop just telling yourself that you're here for enlightenment. Stop faking yourself out. It doesn't matter. It's going to happen anyway. Thank you. Next. Here for the human. <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you a secret here. When you try to block yourself, your energy, energetically, you try to put a blanket over yourself, you walk in that door, the blanket, in a way, comes off, so there is no hiding. Those who come here say, Oh, I'm just going to really close my energy down. It's like, oh, <laughs> Linda can detect that. So, your answer, sir. Enlightenment and enlightenment, transformation, and then the sensual life. How are you doing? Pretty good. Human machiometer? Yes. Really? Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> okay. Good. I, I had to adjust the. Uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes the uh, electronics and and other measurement devices need a little fixing. Uh, it must be Mercury retrograde. Uh, How long do you think you've been on this spiritual path? 2009, August 15th. I thought you were going to say 2,000 years, and I was going to say it's <laughs> close, but not quite, a little bit longer than that. But when was that date? August 15th, 2009. 2009, August 15th. Yeah, well, um, it's been a lot longer than that. And I'm going to be brutally honest. I love being brutally honest. Uh, how much longer? How much longer? I mean, what are you waiting for? The, the, assuming there's no new information. Poof, I just took that away from all of you. There is nothing new. So you can't say, well, I've got to wait for uh, this channel to come along that's going to put it all together. It's not. It's going to be the same old crap over and over every, <laughs> every channel. And then and don't run out on me to another channeler. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> because, you know, they're all telling the same old stuff, just different ways. So, how, how much longer is it going to be? Uh, actually, it's all done. I mean, Human machiometer? You really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Speak, really? Uh, he uh, doesn't believe it, but he's Oh! <laughs> 
He doesn't believe it, but he's speaking the truth. Okay. Uh, actually, I, I believe it. The, the only thing that, that I, I, I feel such the, the commitment and the passion and everything, but it's, it just keeps going. It just keeps going and going and going. That's one of the reasons why you're here, is to be confronted with that, saying, there's nothing more. It's, this is it. I mean, this is – time is not the right word, but this is the realization. You ready for it? Yeah. I hope so, because I'm trying to build my numbers up. I got 852. <laughs> I told him, I told him oh. if we're going to come back today, I might uh. have 853, and it could be you. Yeah. One of the things about realizing your enlightenment is to also realize your macchio. It is. It's to realize the, the trash, the bullshit, the lies, the deception, the, the whitewashing, uh, whitewashing right over the dirt and the grime and say, I'm just going to throw a coat of uh, good old uh, number one eggshell color macchio right over my crap. And recognize your macchio. Actually, it's a beautiful thing. It, 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 never be afraid of it, uh, but recognize it. It's like, and then laugh at yourself. Oh my God, I, that was a bunch of BS. Yeah. And it feels so good to do that. Thank you. Thank you. You could be 853. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> good. Next. Thank and you. And last. Thank you. Another one? Last one. Last one. So this is really good. What, what is shit. it? Yeah. <laughs> I dare you. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely enlightenment. Good. Freedom. Yes. And? Transformation. Yeah. Integration. Good. And? Joy. When do you think this will occur? It's happening. It's happening. Okay. Human Machiometer says. I like her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's so easily swayed by charisma and good looks. I just maybe it wasn't the right one to pick. I, it's just so easily influenced. And you're sending him out little heart bubbles. I can I see it. I see it going to him. And how, how are we gonna ever get anything done with, with the the imbalance here in my own machine. So, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, good, good job. Uh, thank you, thank you. And thank you, thank you. So the question I pose, uh, just for a little entertainment here today. An entertainment to just distract for a few moments so you could let that natural realization just kind of come into this reality, just to kind of absorb while we had a few laughs and, and a few tears. But the reality is that it is both. It is both. Uh, or none at all. Or it doesn't matter. Or Shut up, Adama. Stop asking these stupid questions. <laughs> but we had fun, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. Nothing holy and spiritual in the questions or the answers. It was just a time to smile. But my dear friends, uh, it's both. It's this 
openness to the, uh, the transformation that occurs. And I'm going to talk more about that in just a moment. But the transformation is absolutely brutal and thorough. Brutal in a way that sometimes you wished you had died in the middle of the night without pain. Brutal, it comes over every part of you. Enlightenment isn't about just having a little better human life, but enlightenment will get you a better human life. But you can't put the better human life first, but so many on the spiritual path actually do. So many who I've worked with in the past, in the mystery schools, ones who have been my students, and even the ones who have allowed their enlightenment, have said that it was all about the enlightenment, have said that nothing mattered more than their enlightenment, but yet their everyday actions and their thoughts and their choices, probably choices being first, were not about enlightenment. They were about really just trying to have a little better human life. And this sets up a tremendous conflict, a huge conflict, that each and every one of you are facing in your everyday lives. You say you want enlightenment. Most of you don't even know what enlightenment is, uh, not from up here, but you know it from in here. But you say you want enlightenment, but yet the day-to-day actions and choices are really about just a little better human life. You feel it so deeply, this thing called enlightenment, but you sell out so easily for this thing called a little better human life. Every one of you knows exactly what I'm talking about. Every one of you knows the contradiction that you live within. No doubt. Today we're here to let it be okay to have that contradiction. It's, it's natural. No sense in trying to fight it anymore. Tell yourself that you're doing a bad job with this thing called enlightenment. Wonder where you're going to get the next new message that's going to put it all together. My dear friends, it's natural, this, this whole conflict between a better human life and true enlightenment, the whole conflict between what is happening for each and every one of you, a transformation of the truest and the deepest sense. It is happening for every one of you here, watching online, watching later, no doubt about it. And also this <clears throat> tendency to sell out to a better human life. So today, one of the things I'm asking of each and every one of you is to be okay with that, to be absolutely, perfectly okay with that. This thing of enlightenment, as good as it sounds, is so brutal, so unforgiving in every way. The moment that you have the realization of your awakening, 
the moment that all that whole transformation and realization starts, uh, it, it will go in to every part of you, uncover every deception, every macchio, every limitation, every thing that is held in an unnatural state of consciousness. You're going to resist it. You're going to hold on to things. You're going to say that you're spiritual, think that you're spiritual, and it's going to come along and show you in the most brutal way that you're not. Because spiritual itself is one of the very things that will keep you from enlightenment. Absolutely. This thing of enlightenment, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't define itself, it doesn't know itself as being brutal. It knows itself as being compassionate. Hmm. It knows itself, this enlightenment, this realization, it knows itself of cleansing, cleansing all that dirt and grease and tar and accumulated junk from your life. And, and there's that part of you that's going to try to hold on to it, that part of you that's going to try to, for a better human life, that part of you that at one point is saying, I want enlightenment, I'll die for enlightenment, but the other part is clinging on to an identity that is not real. Not real, meaning that it's not that it's false. Not false. It's limited. It's not real because it's not the whole thing. It's not real when you're just trying to focus on happy spiritual times, on on joy and peace to the world, because it's not the whole thing. The whole thing is also the, the agony and and the profundity and the and the and the pain and the realization and the nothingness, all at the same time. And the enlightenment, the, the I amness, this wave of – it's actually wave after wave of enlightenment that comes in – is going to keep coming in, is going to keep uh, in an unrelenting way until you are released from the limitations of consciousness. Yeah. Well, you say that now, all right, but, but uh, let, let me, <clears throat> let me uh, give an example uh, with um, a story from my upcoming worldwide smash hit success, Memoirs of a Master, yet to be published, but in a uh, very competitive race with Caldra. So it will be a smash hit because, well, because these are stories about you. They're all based in truth, based on you and the characters that you are. Um, so let, let's uh, tell a story. Let's have the audience lights down so you can sit back and relax, even feel free to fall asleep as you enjoy this story from Memoirs of a Master. Let's take a good deep breath together. The student lay in his bed after perhaps the worst period ever of his life. He had 21 days 
of unrelenting illness, mental chaos, confusion, hopelessness, and generally not knowing what to do, where he was. During these 21 days, he was totally alone by himself and for the most part not even able to feed himself. He was in such a state of chaos. It was like it started out with his physical body getting ill, thinking that he had perhaps a cold or flu, but none of the symptoms seemed to match. It was all confusion. He didn't want to go to a doctor because he knew from previous experience that very few who were in the healthcare industry really understood what was going on with one who is going through their awakening and into their enlightenment. So he laid in bed for these 21 days, never sure whether he was dreaming or awake, which one was real and which one wasn't. It was a horrific experience having to face himself in the darkest and the worst ways that he could possibly imagine, all why his body was going through a state of great pain, oftentimes profuse sweating, oftentimes feeling so cold that no blankets or fires could relieve his deep, deep inner physical agony. It was the very, very worst of times. and. There were times when he wished he was just taken, when he was just released from the physical body, times that he cussed and cursed the very fact that he had ever thought about awakening or ever pursued any spiritual interest whatsoever. For now, in these 21 days of great physical and mental agony, none of the words he had ever heard or read or been taught by any teachers made sense or could possibly fix the situation he was in. Patrick, the student who was laid in bed for this 21 days, was alone and miserable. At the end of the 21 days, he started to come out of this awful, awful darkness that he had been in, still unsure of who he was or what had taken place. He was filled with doubts. He was filled with uncertainty and still with a lot of conflict, but he could feel that something had shifted in these three weeks. Something had changed. <clears throat> Suddenly the Master appeared in front of him. Patrick, the student, thought for a moment, I really don't like this. The Master just suddenly appearing. I didn't hear footsteps. He didn't knock at the door or announce himself. And in my state and condition, I don't even know if he's actually there physically or not. But another part of him was relieved that the Master was there. There was some return to what you would call normalcy, some return to something he could identify with. The fact that the Master was there meant he had either come through this very difficult period or he was dead. He said out loud, Dear Master, I felt like I died. Did I? The Master took a deep breath and looked down at the bed where Patrick was laying and for a moment felt a bit of sadness as he remembered his own very challenging and difficult times. Just like this, 
being totally ripped apart in every way, being lost and confused and feeling like he had been in his hell. The Master looked down at Patrick and said, No, my friend, you are not dead. You are very much alive. No, my friend Patrick, you could say that before this experience, before this, is when you were truly dead. You were living in such limitation. You were living in a state of fear. You were lim living in a state of not realizing the true I Am. <clears throat> and that, to me, is more dead than simply letting go of the physical body. But no, my dear friend Patrick, you have come through this and you are very, very much alive. Patrick took a deep breath and felt a great relief come over him, knowing that he was indeed still alive. He had endured these very difficult 21 days. Patrick said to the Master, Master, will this be the last time I ever experience this unrelenting and punishing chaos in my body and my mind? The Master took a deep breath and said, Patrick, no, it's not the last time. Even a Master, even an Ascended Master, will still go through periods like this. It's a cleansing. It's a releasing. Because when you are in associated with the things of Earth, when you are associated with yourself as a human and other human beings, you're always going to accumulate this, this grease and this tar and the dirt and the imbalances of the vibrational state. Because truly living in the human state, truly living in this place you call Earth, is unnatural. It's an amazing experience, but it's not natural. And when you embed yourself and you embody yourself in it, you're always going to be picking up uh, the imbalances, the, the dirt and the grease of life. So you will go through this, <clears throat> but the good thing is that in the future, you're going to go through it more as the observer. You won't be so intimately involved, and you won't feel that, uh, that the question of whether you'll come through it. You'll already know that you're going to come through it. Yes, the body might get sick, and yes, there might be times the mind is confused. But as the observer, as the master, you'll realize that you've already come through it. There's no question about will it work out or not. That question is already answered. Yes, it did work out. Then it's just about allowing that very natural process to take place, that cleansing and that renewing. Patrick said to the Master, but isn't this something that I can do in another realm or another dimension? Why is it something that has to be here in this uh, dimension, and therefore so difficult. And the Master said back to Patrick, because you're accumulating it here. You're going through the experiences here. So it's not like you can take these off into another dimension to cleanse yourself. You have to do it from within. 
But again, remember, dear Patrick, that as you go through these experiences again in the future, that you're going to be the observer. See, here in what you just went through in these 21 days, you really didn't – you weren't the observer. You were, perhaps you would say, the victim. You were so deep into it that you couldn't see that you had already come through it. You were so into the experience of the pain and the doubt and the fear that you couldn't see that it was indeed just a time of rejuvenation and cleansing. Your doubts, your doubts clouded your true thoughts, your true knowingness and your I am to the point that you forgot about who you were and, and you forgot about your own I am, Patrick. And that, that will not happen again. Patrick took a deep breath, a breath of relief to know that he would never have to go through that level of doubt and anguish again. As he took a deep breath, he thought about his next question for the Master. <clears throat> he said to the Master, So who am I now? What, what will I be now that I've gone through this deepest, most unforgiving and relentless transformation? Who will I be now? And the Master thought for a moment, remembering back on his own time when he asked this very, very question, what's going to happen next? Now that the old identity has been totally pulverized, now that any connection with the old self has been totally disconnected, what happens next? The Master smiled, remembering when he, a long time ago, had asked this of his Master. He took a deep breath and he said, Patrick, you tried so much to hold on to your old identity, in spite of saying that you were on the spiritual path, in spite of the fact that you said you were choosing enlightenment. Every time enlightenment came to you or tried to come to you, every time true realization stood right in front of you. You kept on holding on to the old identity. The old identity was limited. The old identity was not what you would call asleep or unawakened. It was just highly limited. You tried so hard to make this old identity the thing that would be enlightened. You tried to make the old Patrick the enlightened being rather than allowing all of you, all of the I Am, to be the enlightened thing. You tried to call it enlightenment while so many times you were just trying to make life a little easier and a little better for Patrick. You were living in the greatest duality that a human can ever live within. The duality of saying on one hand that you wanted freedom and enlightenment and consciousness, while on the other hand doing everything you could to hang on to your limitations, your old identity, your singularity, your old self. 
Is it no wonder, Patrick, is it no wonder that these past few years of your life have been torturous in so many ways? Is it no wonder that you feel that you are being false to yourself in so many ways? Is it no wonder that you were constantly out of sync with yourself as well as the rest of the world in these past couple of years? Is it no wonder that your energy levels were low? Because your energy was going to the whole effort of trying to protect your old identity, protect it against the outside world, protect it against yourself, protect it against even enlightenment. Your energies were going to all the shields and the walls around you, all the games and the pretending. Therefore you became exhausted and confused. For so many years now you've lived in a state of great inner conflict, great battle with yourself, trying to do the right thing, trying to be spiritual, all at the same time, whether you realized it or not, trying to simply embellish your old identity. And it doesn't work. That's why you and others who have come before you have ended up just like this. Twenty-one days, sometimes even longer, but of intense, unrelenting, brutalizing compassion. From here, Patrick, there is no more Patrick, unless you want there to be a Patrick. But you're not singular anymore. You're not limited to one expression or one identity. To begin with, you are nothing. You are, as they say in the ancient language, you are Mu, nothing. You do not exist anymore. You've been crushed and torn out of existence. Nothing left. I could go so far as to say that we're not even going to use the word Mu, meaning nothingness. Because the moment you even say Mu, it becomes something. So you are nothingness. From this moment on, you are nothingness. But nothingness is like silence. Even in silence, it's not quiet. Nothingness is like anything you want to be, no longer attached to just being Patrick, no longer attached to just making a better life for yourself, and certainly never again attached to this thing called enlightenment or spirituality. That was as much of a part of a game for Patrick to fortify and to embellish your old identity as anything. The beauty and the grandness of it is that you did get enlightenment. Ultimately it came. Ultimately, after all the brutalizing and all the demolishing of the old singularity, you did get it. You become everything in the nothingness. You no longer have to focus on Patrick. You no longer are singular. You no longer 
just living or just dead. You become all things. You are no longer masculine or feminine. The beauty of this nothingness is that it frees you. Frees you to the true act of consciousness. In other words, dear former Patrick, anything that you choose henceforth, any consciousness that you choose, therefore can act out. You see, before, in this very limited state of Patrick, it wasn't an act. It was the only reality. You didn't view yourself as acting. You viewed yourself as just living. But when one finally allows their realization, it's like freeing your consciousness. And at that moment, you can act. You can be anything you want. You can be a magician, a magi. You can be a simpleton. You can be them together at the same time. You can be an embodied master, and you can be one who is totally unaware that there's anything beyond their field of vision. And you can be both at the same time. You can be abundant and non-abundant at the same time. The beauty is that you've freed yourself now to act in any way you want and to be conscious of it. You see, before you really weren't conscious, you weren't aware. Before, you were so singular that you were unaware of anything other than the survival of Patrick. Now that you are free of that, you can act and be anything that you want. It is truly the act of consciousness, awareness, expressed however you want. That, my dear Patrick, is freedom. That indeed is freedom. Imagine for a moment not being locked into a single definition of yourself. Imagine for a moment no longer being in this great conflict with yourself, but rather free to act, to apply consciousness to anything. Patrick took a deep breath and he said, So am I enlightened now, dear Master? Am I enlightened? The Master took a deep breath, smiled and said, if you choose to be. So there ends my story, next story in my upcoming worldwide smash hit book, Memoirs of a Master. And it's your story. Whether you take it literally or figuratively, it's your story. Your story of going through this great internal battle with yourself, telling yourself you're doing all this for your enlightenment but basically trying to enlighten your Patrick, your singularity, your old identity. 
the beautiful thing about enlightenment is it's natural. It cannot be controlled even by your Patrick. It cannot be manipulated by that singular trying to make life a little better Patrick. Your enlightenment isn't there because you thought you asked for it. Your enlightenment isn't there because you begged for it or because you're really sincere about it. It's there because it's who you really are. Your enlightenment isn't something that you can uh, manipulate or manage, or you, you can pretend for a while that you're going to manipulate it, but my dear friends, it is unrelenting. It is brutal in its compassion. It will release you from your limitations. It will give you your freedom, no matter what it takes, no matter how many tormented nights, no matter how many diseases, no matter how many illnesses, bad relationships, or anything else. It's there in the compassion. Let's take a deep breath in this beautiful, beautiful moment. What to do? What to do with your Patrick? <laughs> Realize that this enlightenment, this realization, isn't just for that human, that limited human that came in the door today, that, that human that lied to me and to our human meter about what you really want and choose. The real answer to the question is, you don't know. And I say that with great love and honor. You don't know the answer to that question. Are, are you here to make your human self a little better or for your true enlightenment? You really don't know, and it doesn't matter. You, you don't have to know. It doesn't matter. The fact is that this realization back into your true nature, your true I amness, that's not Patrick, so f far beyond Patrick, is going to happen anyway, sooner or later to every human on earth, much sooner to each and every one of you. What to do? Take a deep breath. Ah. Take a deep breath and you relax into it. You allow it. You realize that even the dark days and nights, you realize even this torturous inner duality is there for a reason, not for a lesson, not to prove anything to your Patrick, but it's there in the greatest compassion of enlightenment, realization. Realization that you could say is already there. There's nothing new. There's nothing new. It's just now about allowing. I know maybe that's too simple. I know maybe that's too easy. But my dear friends, that's the way it is. You might go through your own version of the Patrick experience. Awful, awful. <laughs> just feeling like you're being torn apart. 
wondering if you're going to survive it. But I'll tell you right now that you will. I'll tell you right now, you can take a deep breath and be the observer of it. Stop trying to pretend it's not happening. Stop trying to, to uh, whitewash it and cover it up. It's there for a reason. Stop wondering if you're doing it wrong. No, no you're actually not. You're actually not at all. It's a cleansing. It's a releasing that's coming over you. It's helping you to realize that it's not the Patrick that's becoming enlightened. It's you, all of you. Now let's feel the energy in the room once again. Perhaps today we exposed, we opened up to some of the, this brutality, the chaos and the confusion, the imbalance of becoming balanced. In other words, not just trying to make the room pretty and putting some fairy dust on it, but saying, wow, this is real. I mean, it's happening. This whole thing of awareness and consciousness and getting out of my Patrick, my limitations, it's happening. All these hardships and aches and pains and everything else you've been going through, they're real and they're important. You can be the observer of them rather than <clears throat> having to get caught up with all the doubt. Let's take a good deep breath and feel into perhaps exposing some things that are very real, exposing the challenges as well as the beauty. Let's take a good deep breath and feel into this whole thing called enlightenment. Certainly not what you thought it was going to be. And that's the good news. <laughs> Let's take a good deep breath and feel how if you just relax and allow, you'll realize that all is well in all of your creation. Thank you, my dear friends. I am Madamas in such humble service to you. Thank you. Thank you. So stay with what you're feeling. Allow it to integrate. And as we close out, I want to thank all of you for being here with us, with Jeffrey Hoppe, channeling Adamas, who, by the way, has told us you can never answer his question with I don't know, but today told us we didn't know. <laughs> what a character. So with that, thank you for being here at the Crimson Circle. Be back here again the first Saturday of November. I think it's actually November 1st. So be here, same time, same place. BTR, Awakening Zone, Crimson Circle, audio or video. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you all.